0: On February twentieth, 1954, Albert Einstein said the following during an address to the Chicago Decalogue Society. In long intervals, I have expressed an opinion on public issues whenever they appeared to me so bad and unfortunate that silence would have made me feel guilty of complicity. As a public figure with a particular reputation and credibility to maintain, Einstein had to weigh the pros and cons of making his private opinions public. Not everyone feels they have the luxury of making such a choice, and you don't have to be Einstein to know that sharing your positions and views can backfire in today's especially volatile environment. Our question this episode, how do we decide when to publicly speak out or stay silent about our personal views? Welcome to episode 58 of How Can I Say This, where we look to build connection and community through courageous conversations. I'm your host, Beth Bilo. In this episode, I'm going to share some thoughts on how to determine whether to share your private views in public ways. This question of, should I be telling them this, is important to leaders, business owners, teachers, lawyers, doctors, and other professionals who often are expected to have a certain neutrality when it comes to their public personas. Before jumping into the topic, I invite you to visit HowCanISayThis.com for more information about this podcast. From there, you can also access past episodes, subscribe, and find details about how to leave a review or offer feedback. And if you find this podcast useful, I invite you to leave a review or rating and definitely share it with a friend or two or 20. An occasional feature of this podcast is responding to listener questions about conflict, communication, connection, and relationship building. I welcome your questions for inclusion in a future episode. You'll find the online submission form and all the instructions you need at HowCanISayThis.com. Look for the Submit a Question navigation item. Okay. Here's what I've been thinking about on the topic of walking the fine political, personal, professional line. On January 21st, 2017, millions of people all over the world took to the streets to express their feelings about the new leadership in the United States. I was one of those marchers. As things were winding down at the march I was in in Olympia, Washington, I found myself standing next to a woman who was so full of enthusiasm, she was talking to everyone around her. During our very brief conversation, she pulled out her phone and she showed me an image of a woman at another march with a sign that read, So bad, even introverts are here. I laughed and took a photo of her phone so that I could share it on my personal Facebook profile. And as a side note, she didn't know who I was. We were complete strangers. So the fact that at the time, my focus in my work was working with introverts made the share particularly amusing to me. You can see the image for yourself on the page for this episode at HowCanIsayThis.com. So I took that photo and... I shared it on my personal Facebook profile, and after some consideration, I decided to share it on my Facebook business page as well. After all, I worked with introverts, and so it felt like it was appropriate. When I posted the picture, I included a disclaimer that while I recognized that there was a wide range of views that page followers held, this was more about a universal introvert joke, apart from its context. The post received more than 1,200 likes and close to 500 shares. I had a net loss of about 50 followers over a 24-hour period. Only one commenter that I remember said, Oh, this is a political page? Unfollowing. I especially appreciated one follower who wrote, That's funny. I'm a Trump supporter, and I find this very funny. Thanks for the share. Ha ha. So it was a definite risk to share that image, even with a carefully worded disclaimer. In the end, I decided that its humor and what it said about introverts was more compelling and shareworthy than its context. I'd built up almost seven years of trust with my audience at that point, so that emboldened me a bit. I figured that the vast majority of my followers would assume best intent, which they did, and for that I feel very grateful and feel fortunate. Because, you know, as we explored in episode 57, talking about social media, we know that it's a really tricky dance. Social media and real life conversations can be so full of conflict and high emotion. Have you felt yourself feeling torn between speaking out boldly? and keeping your thoughts to yourself, lest you blow something up. We've probably all had those moments of tension recently, especially if we're business owners, or if we mix the personal and professional on social media, as many of us do. Well, back to January of 2017. A little time passed after I had posted that on my Facebook page, and the plot continued to thicken. The decision to post a funny image seemed lightweight compared to another post that popped up a few weeks later. A Facebook friend put on her own personal timeline that no matter if you were a business, a big brand, or a city, she wrote, Right now, neutrality and keeping your head low is going to harm you. Grow a spine. When I first read her words, my reaction was to the judgment and shaming nature of her message. All of the yes responses that she received made me wonder if my search for the gray areas of the issue was in vain. So I carefully weighed my response, and I don't have that response right in front of me, but I know I said some variation of it depends, and at least on that thread, it depends was not the right answer. But what followed was a thoughtful dialogue about what it means to speak out on political issues when you're a business owner. And it prompted me to reflect more deeply on this question of how we each decide when, if ever, to bring our politics, religion, or other personal value sets into our business message. And even though I'm talking about as a business owner, like I said, this extends to anyone who has a public persona where there's that expectation of neutrality. And there's no getting around it. It was back then, and it still is a challenging time to know what's okay to say and where the boundaries are. Some people believe brands and businesses need to be outspoken, that they need to be explicit, not just implicit about their views. And I agree to some extent. I believe they need, at the very least, to be outspoken on their values, which indirectly serve as a reflection of their views. For instance, I value freedom, compassion, transparency, and creativity. There's a line that extends from those values and connects to my personal beliefs and opinions, but someone could hold opposite political or religious views from me and still share those values. It's just that we interpret them differently. I don't believe anyone should feel pressured to make direct political statements through their business. Walk your talk, absolutely, but don't feel obligated to talk your talk unless it's integral to your business or the expectation of your audience or whomever you are in community with. Maybe you see a need to put a stake in the ground because you feel a responsibility to your peers, your employees, your industry, your customers, your family, your community. And in that case, talk, talk, talk. Yet, for many of us, the risks are greater than losing a few followers or potential customers or even alienating a family member. We risk pushing away people that we would otherwise welcome, and we distract from our core message and the main thing that we want to communicate. Consider this from a piece in the New York Times, which ran in February 2017, soon after Meryl Streep used her time at the podium at the Golden Globes to criticize Trump. The piece was titled, Are Liberals Helping Trump?, And it focused on how negative rhetoric from the left was alienating people who might otherwise be on the same side of the aisle. Here's a piece of the article that focuses on a quote from a registered Democrat who voted for Trump in 2016. The article said, Mrs. O'Connell feels hopeless. She has deleted all her news feeds on Facebook and she tries to watch less TV. But politics keeps seeping in. I love Meryl Streep, but you know, she robbed me of that wonderful feeling when I go to the movies to be entertained, she said. I told my husband, I said, Ed, we have to be a little more flexible or we're going to run out of movies. Think about it for yourself. How many of us have difficulty watching Tom Cruise or Mel Gibson now that we know a little bit too much about their personal views? Or maybe you agree with Mrs. O'Connell and Meryl Streep is now forever ruined for you. Brands and small businesses have a similar challenge. Sharing our privately held beliefs can attract people to us, or it can drive them away because it's a distraction at best and offensive at worst. Those beliefs might have nothing to do with our business or our professional identity, yet they become intrinsically linked in the minds of the customer and, by extension, everyone we come into contact with. I have intentionally chosen to stay politically neutral on my social media business pages. Where I stand on specific issues is not core to why people follow me or work with me. They don't come to hear my private views. They come to hear how I might improve their personal and professional lives. As a small business owner, I can't take advantage of my business platform built on one brand promise to start using it as a personal bully pulpit. For me, it's a matter of integrity, and I try to encourage people to find the both and response to the situation. There are a wide range of ways to express your views and values beyond social media and direct statements. Just because you don't come out of the political closet doesn't mean that you're staying silent, not living your values or contributing to solutions. There's plenty of space to express your values through your mission statement, offerings, relationships, the content you share, and other ways that you communicate with the people in your community. When it comes to deciding what to share of our personal views, it's important to look at both our responsibility to our values and our responsibility to our audience. There's always an opportunity for a both and. I believe it's possible to give voice to your values while also honoring the implicit or explicit contract you have with your audience. If your contract includes speaking out on the issues in a very direct manner, then go for it. But if that contract is based on other things, there's more to discern. For instance, one of my core values and agreements is that I create brave, judgment-free zones. I risk violating that if I inject my political views into public discussion. If I decide to share, I have to ask myself, what's my motivation? How does this serve my audience? And what's the most appropriate platform that still provides a safe space? And often, social media probably isn't it. Here's the both-and option. As a business owner, I can stand up for my values and honor my brand promise. I can donate a portion of my profits to a specific charity. I might do pro bono coaching for a certain population that I care about. I can decide to create separate social media accounts to serve as an outlet for expressing my private views. Whether I choose to broadcast those activities is up to me. The bottom line is that you should never feel shamed or pressured into speaking out on social media or in a public setting, personally or professionally. Whether you disclose your views is totally up to you. How or when you disclose them is totally up to you. How you choose to act on your values and convictions is totally up to you. And yes, it's true, staying silent can be a dangerous act. It's also dangerous to judge and shame others for how and where they choose to speak up. Here's your call to action. As you contemplate if and what to share, use a set of questions to guide your thoughts. I offer these in the spirit of supporting you in making similar discernments. Here are these questions to consider when confronted with the choice of, do I say something at home, school, church, in the workplace, with your friends, or in any other community you care about and are part of? If you're a business, does what you want to say reflect or reinforce your brand promise? In asking this question in the context of your personal life, does it reflect or reinforce your personal identity and, to some degree, what others expect of you? Is speaking up necessary to clarify your values? Does being clear with your opinions or position serve your audience, which can include employees, peers, customers, friends, etc.? Will it serve your audience and their needs? Does speaking out honor the trust that others have placed in you? Are you willing to accept the consequences of speaking up? Are you willing to accept the consequences of staying silent? If you can answer yes to at least one of those questions, it's probably appropriate to share. Except for that last one, are you willing to accept the consequences of staying silent? Um, If you say yes to that, then you probably are going to want to keep it to yourself. And if you answer no to any of the other ones, that doesn't necessarily mean that you still stay silent. You just share with the full knowledge that you are putting that stake in the ground and you are ready to have an open dialogue with those who both agree with you and disagree. The goal is to do it intentionally. The goal is to move beyond knee jerk reactions and high emotions and to put it out there with clear and transparent motives and with the long game in mind. My thinking on this topic is a work in progress. I've been reflecting on should I be telling you this, since I became a business owner in 2008, and it's only been in the last few years that my previously hypothetical musings have become real-time and real-life dilemmas. My feelings have shifted during that time in response to conversations and reading on the topic. My initial hard line in the sand, which was keep politics out of it, has softened just a little bit. I continue to search for those nuanced shades of gray, those responses that keep me in a balanced, open, and curious space that honors both and possibilities. So I invite you to do the same. Know your values, reflect on how they intersect with your professional identity, examine your motives for what you share and don't share, and act in accordance to what's in integrity for you. External pressure might serve as a catalyst. In the end, you have to decide for yourself and lead with your personal truth. And it's funny, all of a sudden, as I was sharing this, I'm remembering an eye doctor that I had back in Tacoma who somehow made the leap to make certain assumptions about my political views and not just mine, but my husband's political views, and would spend a lot of the time that we um, were in his office, making various comments about the political situation. He really was taking a risk at alienating us. Even if we happened to agree with him, there was still not A feeling that he was being very intentional or thoughtful about whether or not he should be sharing with us and whether or not his sharing served any productive purpose. So there was something that, again, even though we agreed with him, it was uncomfortable. And it would probably make me less likely to refer him to someone else, especially if I wasn't sure that that person shared those political views, or even if I just thought that that person wouldn't be comfortable with someone in a relative position of authority, sharing their views with them in that moment, especially when you're paying them to provide a service. So I just share that I I've forgotten about that until just this moment. And uh, to me, you know, it's an important reminder that Even when we do share, even if we do feel like it's safe to express ourselves, to still be thoughtful and intentional, look at your motivations, consider if it's going to make the other person uncomfortable, and is it really worth it? Could it jeopardize referrals? Could it jeopardize people recommending you for a job or for a volunteer position or anything that you might want to do that's important? And just as a side note, I learned through getting curious that the original post from my Facebook friend, the one that demanded neutral people grow a spine, wasn't intended to be as judgmental as it sounded. She was speaking directly to her industry, which was real estate, and she was motivated by a very specific issue, which was sanctuary cities. But by making the statement all encompassing and rather judgmental in tone, her core point was lost. It left too much to interpretation. So take special care when you share. Try on your words through the lens of different perspectives. Biases and emotions often taint interpretation. Consider the point you want to make and be as clear and direct as possible. What do you think? how do you decide what's appropriate to share? Have you ever taken what felt like a big risk by sharing your personal views? And what happened? What did you learn from it? Please feel free to comment on this post at howcanisaythis.com or send me your thoughts via email at beth at com. I'd love to hear from you and with your permission, I might share some of your thoughts on a future episode. And if you're interested in a deeper look at this particular issue, you'll also find a link to an excellent Washington Post article called The Cost of Silence, Why More CEOs Are Speaking Out in the Trump Error. And you'll find that on the episode webpage at HowCanISayThis.com. The article, and it's also several years old. The article focuses on large, multi-million dollar corporations, and obviously my focus here has been more on the interpersonal level and uh, the professional level of being perhaps a solopreneur or a small business owner, or anyone else who is most likely expected to keep their opinions to themselves. But understanding the unique pressures of large corporations and the process they go through might be helpful as you decide how much you're willing to wear your heart on your sleeve. This is Beth Below, and you've been listening to How Can I Say This? Our podcast producer is Paul Messing, and our theme music is by Brett Anderson. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I invite you to take what you've learned here and use it to speak up and speak out and speak courageously.